campus. Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. You do not need me to tell you that we're living in a time of flux, dynamic change, fear, uncertainty, possibility, and if we're lucky, hope. All month long in A Certain Age, we've been talking about the systems that support and guide us as we navigate life in a new year, from a sense of purpose to sleep to nutrition. I am thrilled to welcome a guest today who shares a big idea, perhaps the biggest idea, for feeling supported and vital in every aspect of your life. I'm talking about the power of prayer. Best-selling author, speaker, meditation expert, and joyful spirit, Agape Stasinopoulos, joins me to talk about her latest book, Speaking with Spirit, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire, and Uplift You. Whether or not you practice organized religion, Agape's book offers ideas for how prayer can be available to anyone as a way to unlock greater awareness and inner strength in daily life. I am so excited to explore this topic today. Welcome, Agape. Thank you so much, Katie, and what a wonderful subject you are bringing to the forefront. I, I love everything about what you say. Oh, that's so nice to hear. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited. This is something that I've been really wanting to address for a long time. When I saw that your book was published, I got really you know, lit up about the idea of having you. And I'm so grateful that when I reached out that you said yes. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Well, I would love to open our time together with just some quick stage setting, because this is your fifth book. Why did you write this book about prayer? And, and, and what is prayer to you? Yes. Um, very briefly, uh, I will summon up to you uh, and our wonderful listeners why this book came to me. Um, since I was a young girl, a teenager, Ariana, my sister and I uh, were raised in Greece. My mother raised us with a foundation of spirituality. We did yoga when we were simple teenagers. We meditated and she told us uh, how much life was to be celebrated and connected with yourself and your spirit. She was deeply spiritual, but not religious. So I want to make the distinction because I, I love religion for the people who have their own faith and their own practices. But with this book, I wanted to really address the people who don't have a particular denomination. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, you I know? do. Yes. And to me, um, these are a lot of people who might not even believe in anything other than this is it, or people who might say, I believe in something, but I cannot name it. So the people who say, I, I practice meditation, uh, but I don't really pray. So there are many, this is the gamut, you know. And at the age of 23, I moved to Los Angeles uh, from London to do a movie. I was trained as an actress, you know, at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. The movie didn't work out, uh, it fell through. I was uh, given my ticket back to London and I decided and make a life choice decision to stay in Los Angeles. That led me to hours of yoga, reading every spiritual book I could find because I was feeling very disconnected from my family in England and uh, my friends. And I started to really reach out to my, my spirit. I didn't even believe in God, Katie, at all. You know, I just didn't didn't name God. You know, I'm 23. I want to be an actress. I want to act. I want to have a life. And uh, I um, had a spiritual awakening, which I very clearly describe in every book, uh, Finding the Heart, 
wake up to the joy of you. And of course, this book at the very beginning, I describe my spiritual awakening. I was, uh, um, what I mean by spiritual awakening is a knowing, an inner knowing that I am connected to God. And let me just define how I view God. I view what we say God as something larger than ourselves. Uh, and I feel that we are all <clears throat> alive because of the miracle of our lives. We have 36 trillion cells that are making us right now. So that to me is the life force, God, the intelligence of the universe. The, the part of us that is disconnected is the human part, the emotions, the, the thoughts, the mind, the body. And because we do not really see the invisible, we don't see um, the soul, the spirit, but we sense it. And I always say, you can totally awaken it by coming present in your breath. Your breath is your portal to your calm, to your spirit. And even right now, as I'm speaking, please connect with your breath because we are, um, we take about 28,000 breaths a day, but we never consciously take our breath. Actually, we don't take our breath. We receive the breath. So right now, as Katie and I are speaking, allow yourself to relax. Allow yourself to connect with your breath. Slow down your breath. Deepen your breath and come more aligned in your heart. So from that moment of my spiritual awakening, I was led to my spiritual teacher in Los Angeles, uh, John Roger, who passed away four years ago. But the teachings are very much alive. And um, the, the practice is about the light and soul transcendence. And the teachings are still well and alive. And there is uh, a lot of... Um, a lot of spirituality in the community of supporting each other and bringing the teachings alive. So I learned from that very young age to call upon the light. And my prayer was, be, I learned before I start my day or before I went to an audition or before I went uh, to a meeting or before I went to bed, I would always say this, Katie, I ask for the light of the spirit to fill me, surround me and protect me. It's and so I beautiful. any negativity, any disturbances, any worries, any future negative expectations, I release them into the light and to the nothingness they came from. Very simple, very direct. The human agape is evoking the spiritual agape. So I learned that from a very young age and I, I cannot tell you the hundreds and thousands of moments where my, my friends, my sister, my nieces, my, my good friends, would, I, we would reach out to each other and say, hey, I'm about to get on a call. It's a very important call. Please send the light or let's call in the light. And the miracle that happens, my friends, is your energy shifts from the worry from the holding, from the pressure, from the angst, because you are offering it. And that is what I mean by prayer. So cut to many years. Does that make sense? Yes. Make no, I love the way, clear? Agape, I love the way, first of all, that you say prayer is an offering and that this notion of calling upon the light, because one of the things that struck me about your book about speaking with spirit is that you make prayer feel very accessible and joyful. 
right? In fact, you have a chapter called God Help Me Laugh Again, right? Because oftentimes people, I think, in modern life associate prayer with asking for help in dark times, but you really focus on how prayer can add joy. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. It can add joy, vitality. It can give you solutions to every little thing in your life. I mean, people say, well, that's too trivial to pray. Like, uh, okay, I'm going to, one friend of mine uh, was saying, oh, I'm going to this wonderful wedding. I have nothing to wear. And I said, let's pray about it. Let's pray that you find the perfect outfit. So why do you think spirit won't help you to that? Because people say, that's too unimportant for me. Who, who says that? I, I bring it to every moment in my life when I feel the support, but not only to ask, I want this and I want that. I ask for the energy to help me shift my perspective, to help me open up the fields of vision to, so I'm able to see the solutions. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Like, that's what you're asking the spirit to do. It's not like, well, I need a loan, let's say, for my mortgage. <laughs> it's not a okay. genie in a bottle. You're not rubbing the, you're not rubbing the and, genie's bottle and getting three wishes, but you're getting the energy to affect the change in your life exactly. that you want. And you, and you say, for example... I, I, let's say I had a disagreement with a friend and I'm disturbed. So what are you asking for? You're asking to, 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 to feel better, to resolve the disagreement, to let go of the judgment, to bring you awareness. What did the disagreement happen? What does this friend um, mean to you? Is this something that you need to course correct? So it's about enlightenment. It's about bringing the energy to help your soul, your consciousness become more clear, more directed, greater intention. And I cannot tell you how many times I might be in a meeting, let's say, when we had meetings. (laughs) (laughs) Remember the days we used to sit around and and see people? And I would feel the negativity from somebody, or I would feel the stuckness, or I would feel somebody resisting, um, or somebody saying, no, we don't want to do it that way. And And I would say quietly, I would say, Spirit, please bring the energy here to transform this negativity, to transform this this mindset that these people are are expressing and bring me peace so I'm not so invested in the results. Whatever it is you want, but be creative and and be a little more resourceful than just... um, it's a conversation with the universal energy. Let's put it this way. And the reason I call it prayer is because it really brings you a, a incredible vulnerability and humility. And you know, Katie, the reason we don't pray is because as adults, we feel silly. Oh, I don't. I feel silly to just ask for this, you know. And we go about our business on our own. But I say, excuse me, who is moving you? Who is bringing you? Who made... Do you ever wash, brush your hair and wash your hair and you go, my God, who made my hair? Who made, I was at my doctor's for my eye. I had an eye infection the other day and he takes pictures of my eye and you look at the nerves and you say, oh my God, who made this eye? Yes, now, it's got, the, the, it's a miracle. It it's is a miracle. miracle. It's a, in the signature of all things. And, and you know, that, that you can see, you can see the universal energy God 
you know, the, the thing that is bigger than you in, in every aspect of your life, but we don't often bring intention around that. And one of the things I really enjoyed about this book, too, is that you offer very concrete ways that people can be in conversation, can be in prayer in their daily life. We have to take a quick commercial break, but when we return, I want to talk about that. Happy January, beauties. I don't know about you, but the minute the New Year's Eve ball drops, I am all in on a fresh start, ready to shake off that holiday excess and prioritize sleep, exercise, and self-care. For me, self-care is yoga and early bedtime, reading and long walks by the water. My 2022 resolutions are pretty simple, more hot yoga and more hot baths, because my bath routine is getting an upgrade thanks to our friends at Kindra. You've heard me talk about Kindra's line of estrogen-free menopause essentials, including supplements for hot flashes and better sleep. But Kindra just released a new product, a soothing bath soak, formulated for a boost of hydration and moisture. It's ideal for sensitive dry skin like mine. Plus, it's made with nourishing botanical extracts and without irritating preservatives, soaps, or fragrances that can disrupt the pH balance of intimate skin. You can try Kindra's Bath Soak or any menopause essential for 20% off using my code KD20 at checkout. Head to OurKindra.com to reinvest in your self-care essentials. Okay, Agape, we're back. You you call prayer a conversation, which I yes. adore that notion of because that feels really accessible. And when we think about conversation, you know, we are we are constantly in conversation in our daily night life. And your book offers ways that you can incorporate prayer into those moments. And and also in moments when we need inner strength, because you have a chapter on using prayer for things like job interviewing or or navigating yes. divorce, you know, managing illness, caring for aging parents. And I thought this was so brilliant and practical because these are times when we really do need um, to call upon strength. And this is an is a terrific time. Can you can you share a little bit about how prayer helps you unlock that inner strength? Yes, and I think especially now, Katie, with the pandemic. And the unknown of all of us, you know, we're all in it. And we don't know how this virus is. Uh, we know it's spreading, but we we don't know how, how rapidly it's spreading, what else it will bring. I mean, we're constantly being on the alert. So right now is a time to really uh, ask for that inner resilience, for that inner strength. And unless you ask for it, it's not going to show up. So uh, I feel so so much of our struggle and our challenge is to really dare in the middle of our fear or our paralysis, as I call it, you know, and pretending, oh, it's okay, I, I'm not that bad, I can just keep muscle up and, and keep going. Why muscle up and keep going when you can really reach into your source? Reach into your source. And these prayers I wrote them from a, during the pandemic. I wrote this book and when I was in Los Angeles and we left New York to go and, and be in L.A. And I, I was um, in a very, very difficult emotional place because I was missing life as I had known it, like all of us, you know, especially if you're an extrovert like me. And I'm a Greek extrovert who loves <laughs> people, you know. I love eating with my friends and dancing and, and events. Oh, my God. Suddenly there was nothing, nothing, not a friend, just my family, you know. Yes. And I had to go deeper in the spirit and I had to find it. And I found it. And that's why 
I'm like Archimedes getting out of the bathtub, running around going, Eureka, Eureka. <laughs> I have such passion to say, please speak your prayers. Keep a journal by your bedside. Write your name, Katie's Prayers, Agape's Prayers. I have a journal called Agape's Prayers. I had it embossed at a beautiful leather uh, store. And uh, I have volumes of it. And I write. I write I just at night. I write from my soul. I say, Spirit, guide me. Tell me what I need to know. Show me how to handle this situation. And, and very often, uh, you know, spirit will support you in the most extraordinary way. When you start to uh, catch that spirit in you, when you start to quieten the mind, because as my spiritual teacher says, heaven is not a location. It is a vibration. And the vibration, like you can literally be in a portable paradise. You can literally, right now as I'm speaking to you, you can raise your vibration. You can quieten the emotions. You can quieten the mind, the thoughts that stop us from experiencing the higher energy. You can do your breath. You can actually go deeper with your breath. Start to elongate your spine. Feel your spine elongating. Touch you the top of your head. So often we live in our heads, but we're not in our bodies. Touch and tap the top of your head. Why your top of your head? Because that's the crown chakra. That's where the energy is. Put your hands in your heart and just say, I ask right now, here I am with Agape and Katie. I exhale my worries. I exhale the unknown possibilities that I'm so scared of. I exhale my anxieties and I evoke, I own the spirit. Let the spirit show me my next opportunity. Let the spirit bring me my joy that's available. And I ask that I receive the guidance, the inspiration, the enlightenment that I need. Surprise me and start to smile. Smile inside and smile outside and go about your day and see if your day does not change. You have such a beautiful way of phrasing prayer because I, you know, just, um, I grew up uh, in the Catholic faith and I went yes. to Catholic schools. I went to church. I was married in the church. I raised my children, baptized, confirmed. But I have let my faith practice lapse for like a number of reasons that I'm not going to get into. But when, when, when I hear the word prayer, I immediately think of kneeling in a pew. But this, you know, you know, that's really what it, what it comes to me. Or perhaps saying prayers before bed when you were young, you know, when you, maybe your parents would pray with you. Um, but this notion of, you know, having this beautiful embossed book and writing things down, the notion of tapping into the power of breath as an, ex, you know, ex, um, experience of prayer. Exactly. The notion exactly. of having joy or a smile be an experience of prayer feels so much more accessible. You know, I want to just take one minute now and, and share with the readers who have, not readers, I'm sorry, but the listeners who have not yes. yet read this book. And by the way, everybody needs to go buy it and put it by your bedside. I will tell you where to get it at the end of the show. But um, Speaking when, with Spirit, tell them the title. Exactly, the Speaking with Spirit. So everyone needs to get Speaking with Spirit and put it by their, their bedside or on their desk uh, as sort of a touchstone. But the book shares wonderful um, sort of snippets from Agape's life and other people's lives. But then it also has prayers in each chapter. And so yes. I would love to give our listeners just a taste of what it what it's like, because there are actual prayers that you suggest or offer either to be used for themselves or to be used as um, kind of a 
a yes. framework to create, to, to modify and create and make your own. So if I could exactly. ask you to pick maybe a few lines of one to share with our listeners, yeah. I would love that. For example, on chapter 18, I call it the imprisonment of perfectionism. And that's one of the reasons we don't pray, because we feel, oh, my God, there is this omnipotent, powerful, amazing, uh, unknown, mysterious, mystical universe. And how am I going to pray? Who am I to pray? And how do I know the right words? And, and you go, yes, you do, because you're made out of that, that stuff. You're made out of that essence. That you're made out of the stardust, basically. You're <laughs> made out of whatever the universe is made, so are you. So the most exciting thing to me in life is to discover that power, to tap it, to own it, to ride it, to, uh, to harness it, to embody it. And, and to me, it's not um, in, the, in the teachers out there because we also put all these teachers on a pedestal. Oh, they have it. You know, look at that. They have such a big following on on their social media, they have bestsellers, or oh, they must know. No, you know, you know. You know, God didn't put us and say, A, B, C, D, and E will have it, and you, the rest, don't have it. <laughs> right, we all, ha- we all have this within us that we just need to tap. So, in p- the imprisonment of imperfectionism um, is a chapter that really deals with my, um, you know, my desire to be perfect when I was little and why that happened, and I tell my story. But all of us, especially women, as we age, we feel even more, oh, I'm not perfect, the perfect look, that my skin is, is sagging, my, my wrinkles, my, uh, my, you know, my cellulite, I mean, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that's the physical, let alone all the other elements that we can go to, you know. So we shut down and we become like we have a straight jacket around us, for God's sake. So... I wrote this prayer that says, Dear Beloved, and I start every prayer with Beloved because I feel we are Beloved and the soul is Beloved and I address the Beloved in me. So, Dear Beloved, I see how my desire for things to be perfect and harmonious is costing me my well-being, my freedom and my peace. I recognize the deep fear in me that if I let go, I relax and let things be as they are, sometimes messy and unpredictable as life mostly is, Everything will fall apart, including me. And then it goes on about um, owning your idea of perfectionism and you surrender it. And then I say, I ask for a deeper and higher sense of presence. Okay? Calm. Yes. Divine perfection. Yes. Of each situation. So that I may make unconditional love more important than anything. In truth, I don't know how to do this. The most I can do is to admit that my perfectionism is preventing me from living fully in joy. I ask to let go how I think things should be, may elevate my consciousness and see the perfection in how things are. And then I say, may I experience more gratitude in the midst of turmoil and give myself the space to release my judgments of myself that tell me I'm not enough and turn my attention instead to the beauty to be found in my life's imperfections. Ah, I exhale. I exhale again. And I let my breath fill me, surround me. I experience the unbinding of the ties that have closed me in. And now I can let myself really be, let myself really breathe and be in my perfect divine expression. So beautiful. I I feel like I need to 
put a sticky note on chapter 18 and, and turn to that every day <laughs> because that, that is such a beautiful way. And, and, and there's so much power to articulating, uh, you know, the, this vision. You, you, you had me at costing me my peace because there is that sense that we let many things cost us our peace. We, we don't um, surrender yes. and experience joy. And that your that prayer is so beautiful and um, so needed. And and the, and the speaking with the spirit is full of each chapter. And, and there are, let me quickly look. I've got the book in front of me. There are 52 chapters. There are 52 prayers um, that's in the subtitle. There are, there are 52 offerings that you can incorporate into your life uh, across a range of, of topics. And, and they're all so beautiful. And I, I want to- Chapter 25, you're bigger than your fear. Uh, you know, I mean, I love that. I, we don't have time for me to read it, but- uh, I mean, prayer, I have a prayer here for feeling like an outsider. Yes. You know, how many people feel, oh, I don't belong, I don't belong. Prayer of uh, the discouragement trap. When you feel discouraged, I go to people, okay, let us pray. Gop, 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 so, I have to tell you that I was attracted to chapter 38, which is how to lose an argument and still be okay. And I, <laughs> I feel like I should read that and let my husband know that I'm working on because I like oh, to be yeah. right. And I think a lot of us have that. And this book is full of, it, it really, you should, it's just, you, you, should you, name, you should name the chapter, how to lose an argument and, 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 and realize that my husband is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and have my husband realize that he's really wrong. <laughs> I am here for that prayer. That is so hilarious. But the, the book is, I love it because again, I said earlier, you know, my, just my sort of Catholic face ma made me f think that prayer is rooted in um, something. It felt very formal. It was in a pew. It was uh, somebody <laughs> knew best. And this is a way of praying and incorporating it into all these different aspects of your, your life. And I found it so wonderful. I, I want to ask you about something that you said. I love that. And what... I love that you said that. I Good. love that. I love that. Yes. You, but you said something in your book about um, how the Bible, and I, I know this is, this is not uh, your book, Speaking with the Spirit, is not rooted in any faith. It's available to everybody. But you do say that there is a phrase in the Bible that talks about praying insistently. And I thought oh. that was so intriguing. What does that I mean? I love that. It means 24-7. You know, if you think about it, 24-7 we're being breathed, right? And none of us know when we'll take our last breath. None of us. That's extraordinary. That's an extraordinary thing to realize. None of us know when, you know, when we go to bed at night. I mean, we don't know if we're going to wake up in the morning. I mean, it's wonderful that we do. But that um, awareness that um, every, every breath can be a prayer, I mean, even if you just um, if you just go around one day and, and you say thank you and you take one day and you just say thank you to everything. Thank you for this computer. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you for my tea. Thank you for the cup that holds the tea. Thank you for the chair. Thank you for all the people who made this chair. I mean, you can just have fun and say thank you. That is a prayer. That is a prayer because life gave us life. And in a way, the only way we can give back is by saying thank you. And it's an offering, as you said earlier in the show, that, that a prayer is something. And I also think that is something that really resonates with me because it, it's not simply about asking, it's about giving. And, and you're giving thanks, yes. you're expressing gratitude. And I feel like that makes prayer feel, um, I don't know, I just have a different relationship you. to it now to think about well, that's it. That's what I, I really wanted to show people because prayer has become has a stigma almost like as you said 
um, an Indian friend of mine said, well, we would go to the temple and for hours do these uh, prayers. And he said, I was 11. I was bored. So he, 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 was, uh, he just didn't like prayer till he discovered it in his own way. And, and you know, that's why um, I say for those who worship through a religious and, and a faith and a denomination, great. Uh, and if it works for you, great. But if you've tried that and that hasn't worked for you and then you discarded everything with it, let's re reconvene, let's reevaluate, let's rethink prayer now and see it as uh, Rumi and Hafiz and Kabir said, you know, um, it is the lover, it is the inner lover, and that's how I see it. And Kabir, you know, there's this great uh, phrase from Kabir, that says, Oh, Master, tell us what is prayer. And he says, it is the breath within the breath. Isn't that beautiful? It is the, so in between your breaths, there are poses. And that's where the jewel of your soul is hidden. And I want to add that, my friends, when your heart is open, then the prayer, it doesn't matter what the words, it doesn't matter what you're asking for, you get filled because you dare to go into the vulnerability of your heart. And that's where I think the strength and, and the beauty lies, that, you know, it's in the loving, Katie. You know, we, we go back to the loving. Anything that is not of loving and we shut down is of the ego and the personality and the righteousness and, and the thoughts and the emotions. But when you go back to your loving and your sweetness, you are heard. And, and, and it's, a, it's vulnerable, it's um, unadorned, it's, there's a nakedness to it. But hey, you know, it's a much better way to live than being protected, I mean, for, than being guarded and cemented in, in, your, in your little self. That's what I really eventually say, and that when you meditate, when you sit down to reflect, speak out your, your wishes. Just say, you know, I, I, I'm tired. I, I don't know where to go. I, I'm feeling that I'm not really getting ahead in my life. Or whatever it is that you're feeling, bring your feelings to the altar. Write them down. Speak them. And you say, well, who am I speaking them to? You're speaking them to your life, to your God. You're speaking them to the spirit that is making you. And to but yourself. You and to yourself. And to, thank you. And to yourself. Exactly. You're committing it to is, yourself to what you care about and, and want to work for and where you want to put your energy. Yeah. And it is a relationship with yourself. Ultimately, it's you and you. You know, it's, it's, it's your high self and your lower self. It's, your, it's, it's the bridge. So prayer, you know, the words, the, uh, the intention is uh, the bridge to feel the connection. And ba basically what prayer becomes is a tool to bring more awareness that you are always connected to something larger. You so know, I love that. It? That's such a beautiful way of thinking about it. It's a bridge. We, we are going to be moving into a, our speed round because our time is coming up uh, to an end. But before we do, I, I do want to ask you, has the process of aging changed your relationship to prayer or to, or to faith in any way? Well, I, I feel um, I'm reaching out more to, to, to my inner self. Let's put it this way. I'm reaching out more 
to the to the inner worlds to my teacher i'm reaching more to my soul because i know that the time come that i will leave this body and that i will go to my soul so i might as well get to know where is my soul <laughs> so i feel more of a, a focus let's put it this way and that the world um in a way doesn't grab me as much you know the thoughts the people that what are people going to think how am i doing in the world you know it's like i'm doing a guppy i'm doing a guppy a hundred percent of my inner um riches you know where i go into my inner riches and then share them in the world so there is a different dynamic i think that's what happens i think as you age do you find that that you got to get more connected to your inner self i love that thank you so much that's such a beautiful note to end on and i, I do want to move into the speed round because i have so many questions for you about the different prayers and and i know that um these shows are short and we can't cover everything so i always like to close with some quick um kind of, you know, a bada bing, bada bang answer is where it's one to two words or a short sentence that helps us just, you know, have more conversation. Uh, so I would love a, a one word answer to this, to complete this idea. Prayer gives me a sense of peace. Writing, speaking with spirit, 52 prayers to guide, inspire and uplift was? Was a gift to write and to share. A prayer I return to regularly is? How to put the day to rest. Ooh, I love that. That's a beautiful prayer. You should read it. Do we, do we pray out loud in our heads? Where do we pray? We pray out loud. We pray silently. We pray through writing. We pray with each other. We just pray. And my final one, a prayer I would like to make for the world at this moment in time is? Let each human being awaken to their own inner power that the spirit breathes and lives in them as them. So, so beautiful. There is Agape, no thank separation. you. Thank you so much. Oh, Katie, thank you. This has been such a joy. This has been such a joy and a treat. I also want to share with uh, my uh, your listeners, um, I have an email that I give out that you can write to me. Uh, I have some meditations that I send out, but... If you get the book and you have some thoughts about it or if you would like to post uh, a review wherever you get the book, um, I would love that. And if you would like to take a picture of yourself in the book and post it on social media or if you would like to speak one of my prayers in the book, love to hear you say them. These are your prayers. I, I put them out for you. And... Um, my um, email is agapi, A-G-A-P-I, at unbindingtheheart.com. So send me an email. I can send you uh, some meditations and send me your thoughts and, and your prayers yourself. And, and Agape's website, her Instagram and social media handles will be put into our show notes. Listeners can go find those on a certainagepod.com so you can continue to follow her work, find her books, and sign up for her newsletter. Thank you, Agape. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you to all the listeners. Have a beautiful day wherever you are. Make it a joyful one. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women who are aging without apology. Join me next Monday when we kick off our February shows and our focus on love, intimacy, and reinvention. 
And join me Friday, February 4th on Instagram for a book look Instagram Live. I'll be talking to Christine Marie Mason, a former A Certain Age guest and the founder of wellness company Rosebud Woman. Christine will be talking about her latest book, Reverence, Creating Rituals in Modern Life. We're doing author book looks the first Friday of every month all year long. Learn about the book looks by following A Certain Age Pod on Instagram at A Certain Age Pod or by signing up for our free weekly newsletter, Age Boldly, over on the pod website, acertainagepod.com. Age Boldly also shares weekly doses of micro joys, midlife inspiration, and news not to miss. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time. And until then, age boldly, beauties. Beauties.